Good morning, all. It's B Dangerous with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. I'm literally just waking up, and I wanted to do this episode yesterday. <sighs> I was tired, so whatever. Let's get into it. Yesterday, I was out handling some business. And when I got back on Facebook, I seen that New Jack had died from a heart attack at age 58. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all. My heart sank because New Jack is actually one of my favorite black wrestlers, you know, because he wasn't a guy like Booker. He wasn't a Coco Beware. And he damn sure wasn't no Bobo Brazil, which I'll probably have to do an entirely separate show on that because that was my grandmother's favorite wrestler. But anyway, New Jack was definitely the epitome of the anti-establishment. And he was the type of wrestler that the white media feared. Like, he started off as Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And that federation was ran by none other than Mr. Jim Cornette, who is who has done it all in the wrestling business. And I definitely do respect Mr. Jim Cornette. But this dude pissed off so many white people. Not taking anything away from my white my white listeners, okay? But literally this guy here. He used to thrive on pissing people off, especially in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where it's predominantly white and you in the damn South. Like, D'Lo Brown has said Hitler could have walked out of that curtain and been a babyface. Like, that's how bad he used to piss people off for real. And this is just on the mic. Like, I haven't, I haven't even gotten, it, gotten into his in-ring work. Like, just on the mic. New Jack was absolutely second to none because he knew exactly what to say to piss people off and oppress buttons that <laughs> that other black people were afraid to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were afraid to say certain things, New Jack wouldn't have any issues in saying it for you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if y'all would just go back and just look, at ba- look back at the Smoky Mountain Wrestling days and just watch promos with him and fucking crazy-ass Mustafa. You know what I'm saying? But, look. He was definitely a master on the mic. And I watched his dark side of the ring pretty damn often before all of this happened. Because I'm like, look, this guy here, he didn't just push the envelope. He fucking shoved it. And at the end of the day, people are going to have their own opinions of who he was as a person and who he was as a wrestler because... Once he got to ECW, he was able to really break loose. Because, of course, he got to start in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But he really didn't come into his own until Paul Heyman gave him that opportunity in ECW. And he was the daredevil to end all daredevils, okay? In the land of extreme wrestling, pretty much, they had to push the bar of how far they really wanted to go. And, bruh, Jack took that to heart. Because if anybody knows about the mass transit incident, if you don't, please look it up. YouTube it, Google it, do what you got to do. Look it the fuck up. And this was like, like that event right there led to 
ECW's very first pay-per-view being canceled on damn Christmas Eve. Like, that was the magnitude of it. So I'm just going to pretty much give you a short summary of the mass transit incident. This overweight kid lied about his age because Axel Rosen couldn't make it to the event. He had a family emergency. So these two midget wrestlers, I think one's name is Tiny the Terrible and his tag team partner, they were supposed to be in the match with him. But as soon as he got there, he was out for self. And he said he pretty much ditched them. The guys who actually got him into it in the first place. And what pissed Jack off about that situation is this dude wanted to have a great match and was telling him what he telling Jack what he wanted to do. And Jack wasn't with that. Because the most disrespectful thing that you could possibly do as a rookie is to tell a seasoned veteran what the fuck you want to do. Like, you can't just come into the wrestling business and just automatically be on top. You got to pay your dues first. And this overweight kid did not want to do that. So what did Jack do? He takes him out to the ring. And in advance, Mass Transit told him that he wanted him, wanted Jack to cut him. And Jack was perfectly fine with that. So, they get to the ring, throw Devon Deli out of the ring, and they just start to beat the shit out of this boy. And at first, when he, when Jack tried to cut Mass Transit, the blade wouldn't go through his head. So I think he had a surgical scalpel. You can look you can look this up on Dark Side of the Ring too. He talks about it in detail. And he just sliced him across the forehead. And that's when blood just started coming, like, just skeeting out, like, like a motherfucker. And as he's getting his ass, like, what the fuck, he's 17, stop the match, get the fucking rest, blah, blah, blah. On one hand, I can play the sympathy card for this boy. But at the same time, you was pretty much out for your damn self and kicked the guys who got you there to the curb as soon as you got backstage. And to be in the ring with New Jack, it was like, dude, if you really watched wrestling, you would have known what you got yourself into when you lied about your age in the first damn place. Because you know if you, cause you know if you told the truth about your age, you wouldn't be nowhere near this. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I see it that way. Like, if you can get in the ring and wrestle with midgets and then you want to act all big and bad about what you wanted to do once you got to ECW, then you knew exactly what the consequences were going to fucking be. Because New Jack, when he said he didn't give a fuck, he meant exactly that, that he didn't give a fuck. You know, like, he was one of those guys that created moments that you remembered. And depending on your standpoint and how you really see wrestling, it would have been either memorable or scary as hell. Because pretty much all the dives that Jack took in his career were scary as hell. And then throwing throwing the one fella off the scaffold, I think it was a... Uh, shit. I gotta go back and watch it. I can't remember his name, but he pretty much threw a dude off the scaffold for cracking his skull. And the worst injury dude could have had, 
the worst injury dude had was a dislocated ankle. And I'm like, dude, you better thank your lucky stars that you only dislocated your ankle and didn't lose your life. You know what I'm saying? So, because Jack's in-ring work, especially when it came to extreme wrestlings, really, extreme wrestlings, extreme wrestling bordered on fucking criminal because he stabbed a dude in the ring, the beatings that he gave people, always enticed lawsuits, and you really didn't know exactly how far he was going to fucking go. Because one thing that Jack did, it was like, he set the quote-unquote standard for extreme wrestling, but promoters were scared to touch him because he would have been a liability out the ass due to the lawsuits, due to courts, due to everybody being like dip being like legit afraid like yo this dude is actually real real you know what i'm saying so and i knew that wwe would not touch jack with a pair of fucking tongs and that's the, and that's the damn truth because vince didn't need all the problems so i think he was content with how things worked out for him because he knew he wasn't going to get to the wwe or any big time promotion with the way that he wrestled but he had absolutely no regrets for what he did. And being able to stand in what you did and be able to tell your story about it without any regrets, I think that's pretty fucking rewarding. And people really don't know who Jerome Young is, but they know New Jack. Because he fucked up. With his dad shooting and stabbing his mom, like, I can understand how a young man can be fucked up in the head after seeing their mother that shit and he didn't have a very good relationship with his mother either so that is probably why he turned out to be so damn violent because of what he's seen like just imagine an impressionable boy seeing his father shoot and or stab his mother multiple fucking times and beat on her or whatever the case might be you're going to have some sort of, ah, really, you are going to have some sort of animosity and violent shrink in you because you grew up around this shit like it was just another day. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss Jack. And he was actually a funny dude. Like, he had a good sense of humor. I followed him on Twitter. I followed him on Facebook. Like, I definitely enjoyed Jack. And he was the, hmm, how do I even say this? Like I said, he was like the anti, he was the anti-hero. He was the anti-Coco Beware. He was the anti-Booker T. Like, I can never recall a time where New Jack was actually a babyface in the wrestling business. If he was, I completely missed it. Like, if they cheer, if the fans cheered him, they definitely respected him for who he was. You know what I'm saying? Because any other time he would be getting called a, ugh, I don't even want to say this fucking word for real. He will be called a nigger by the racist white people because racist white people couldn't stand New Jack. And he, like I said, he lived to piss them off to the nth degree. So I know Jack is raising hell <laughs> wherever he is. And his spirit will definitely live on in the hearts of 
EC diehard ECW fans, wrestling fans. If you don't know anything about New Jack, please look up the Dark Side of the Ring. Look up the Mass Transit Incident and see and be the judge for yourself. You know, like, don't go off on what the media fucking tells you. Look it up yourself and you can be the accurate judge of somebody else's heart, mind, and their character. But yeah, I had to just get this out. Like, I didn't even know how long this episode was going to be because I really didn't have too much I wanted to talk about. But New Jack deserves his own episode. And that's the fucking truth. Rest in peace, Jack. And you guys have a good day.